Is it just me or do you not accept that violence is inevitable? I can't remember a worse news week. A big angry man forcing his way into his family's car and setting them alight is an image I'll never lose. His terrified wife, his burning children. It hurts to pick over the story, but we absolutely have to. The best way to honour this family is to define how we failed them. Hannah Clark's sister-in-law, Stacey Roberts, said Miss Clark's parents had exhausted themselves trying to help Hannah escape this monster. For God's sake, don't message me about the custody battle. I think we can all agree that if family separation could lead a man to kill his own children, then his wife was tragically justified in keeping them away from him. First and foremost, we need to talk about what violence actually is. The cycle of violence was only first identified in 1979. You know, that's the the first time we started to talk about domestic violence. And it describes the phases an abusive relationship moves through in the lead up to physical violence. So do you raise your voice? Do you throw things? Do you call your partner names? Do you yell and swear when you argue? Do you hit things? Not people, but do you hit things? Because that's domestic violence. You don't have to be physically violent to be a perpetrator. People who constantly criticise and bully or not want their partner to work or have their own money. If you've ever said to your partner, why do you want to see your family all the time? That's emotional abuse. Even if you think you're joking when you put your partner down, you are actually sending the message that you are more important than them, that they hold a place in the family only by your good grace. You need help and your family needs protection. The reporting around the death of Hannah Clark and her children has been slightly better than normal. As the situation became clear, media outlets quickly dropped the references to his sporting career and his supposedly loving posts to his children on Facebook because this is not a father struggling with separation. This is a selfish, entitled, violent monster. It was a man with so little respect for his wife and children, he considered himself in charge of whether they lived or died. As a nation, we have to stop being bystanders. We must choose to act when we see controlling behaviour, hold perpetrators to account, never turn our back on victims. Family violence is not inevitable, it's preventable. And Hannah Clark... I don't know what happens when we die, but wherever you went on Wednesday night, I hope your beautiful babies were waiting safely on the other side. Absolutely heartbreaking. Beautiful words, Caroline. Thank you so much for that. 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. Uh, if you're in a situation where you need help and your partner is has closed down on you and shut down your life like Caroline's described, please ask for help. Uh, and also to Lifeline, if you're in a position where you're thinking dark, violent thoughts about your partner or your family, uh, you need help. 13 11 14. Uh, we've taken a couple of calls off air that we can't play back because no. they are victims and, right. and they don't want to be identified in any way, shape or form. So, and Caroline's what, had some contact too over, over socials. Yeah, so the message that we have received from a couple of people in the last five minutes is keep saying that... Violence doesn't have to be when someone hits you. If you are throwing things at home, if you are punching walls, that's violence. Mm. And you Degra- know, degrading your partner, yeah. ins- insulting your yeah. partner, calling yeah. them names, and and that's 
the degrading and insulting that comes from both sides. That's you right. Know? That's you, right. That, you, that's violent. That's mm. violence. It's emotional violence. It's, yeah. We have been hearing from women this morning saying, "Keep saying it," because and when we say, "Can we put you on air?" It would no, because if my partner hears, then I'll be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And and so those these situations are out there. Mm. There's people that's actually right. being controlled right now yeah. Yeah. that need help. I think it's important to get this message out here, but. I'm not sure if the angry man that's out there that's thinking about these kind of crimes, if we're actually getting through to them, because angry people don't listen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, no, all the normal people are hearing it and going, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is we terrible. agree, we agree. But the angry but people aren't listening. The angry person's just yeah. grinding their teeth thinking about yeah. nasty things to do. So I'm going to draw a few parallels here and feel free to call and tell me I'm an idiot. But there's one thing that's coming out of the States the the men that arm themselves with, you know, semi-automatic rifles and go and shoot up whatever, uh, there's a real consistency between them being past domestic abusers. Mm. So uh, if you're a domestic abuser, you're, you're kind of associated now with that kind of mass crime, that mass killing crime. So it's like a white hot rage it's a, that it's, burns it's, in them. It's a white hot rage that simmers inside them. For whatever reason, I don't know why it's there, maybe it's... Um, you know, some sort of throwback to caveman times where they needed a hero to leap on the back of some animal to protect the tribe so they would take themselves out. You know what I mean? And maybe that's contorted in the modern day. I I, I don't know. But, you know, it's like a giant tantrum in a weird way. You know, it's like this giant, you know, the whole world must burn because I'm angry. And, 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 you know, punishing the partner and, and taking out their whole life themselves, everything they've got to prove this mm. point that I'm so angry and you hurt mm. me. Mm. So I really hope we're getting through to yeah. the people that are potentially perpetrating these things. Mm. I hope they can sort of stop and think, maybe I got this all wrong. Yeah. This is all inside my own head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite terrifying, Caroline, to think that these people are out there thinking mm. about these crimes. Remember, 20 women have already died this year. I read this great article yesterday. It was a guy who actually had been an abuser and he had changed and is now counselling And these uh, are the abusers. people we have to listen to. That's right. And he said the thing that got through to him when he was at his angriest... Uh, and it was a, a, he was actually, he was a, he was a violent abuser, but he was also a Christian and he was listening to a, a tape of a pastor and the pastor was talking about being angry. And he said, um, if you say you love your children, so you, what you were angry at your wife, if you say you love your children, why don't you love them enough to change? And he said, that was the line. That was the line that changed me. Mm. Like I, I, I have to, I have to change. Yeah. No, the world isn't going to change around me. If I want to be a good dad, I have to change. Look, I, I just really hope we're cutting through. If you want to share your story, maybe you've been there. Maybe you are like this person Caroline's just described. Maybe you're a man who was on the brink of doing something horrible and you step back and there was some realising moment that you'd like to share with us. It's not an easy thing to admit that you were ever that angry in the first place. No. Um, but please share your stories now because... We, I, I, looking at you, Caroline, you're looking at me. I don't know how to stop no, this. No. I mean, we, I'd love to have the answer. I wish someone could share something with us that we could all go, oh, that's a great idea. But yeah. I tell you what, we're at a loss here. Mm. We are losing this war. This is not a new problem and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. 20 women have lost their lives this year. Okay. It's Feb 21. Graham joins us from Glasshouse. Mate, what is the solution here? I don't know whether we're going to. The problem is, as parents... As a nation, 
we're not equipped to educate our children against it because it's monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. So I think that's definitely an element, yeah. Yeah. It's got to start at the earliest forms of formal education yeah. in yeah, the hope right. that eventually something might change because without something changing, nothing's going to change. You're right. And I think, you you know, people say, oh, it's political correctness, but sometimes how we speak to each other yeah. is actually really important. And like you say, you, yeah. you start that, everyone be more respectful from an early age. Maybe a new generation might be different. I, I think it's going to take several generations before we'll see any real change. Yeah. One of my acquaintances... Um, is a prime candidate. You know, he's a young man, uh, loves his wife, loves his children. She had some mental health issues, refused counselling, took the kids. He's absolutely distraught. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you, a prime. That's a prime catalyst for that sort of thing to happen. And are you fearful that he might do something extremely, extremely violent? Um, at this point, I don't see it in his nature, but I just said that's a prime catalyst for yeah, that sort of behaviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at the very least, that is a problem that a lot of men seem to be going back to, is mm. at some point they've lost access to their kids mm. and it's not a justifiable reason to become violent, but it is fueling the fire, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a, and, it's a, and, and when, a, when someone is isolated... Like that, like Graham's disclosure. I sincerely hope that man has got close friends but that, that, that empathise. This, this is when we need to intervene. This is when mm. we need to talk mm. to someone like that mm. and just say, mm. hey, there's light on the other side of this. Mm. People divorce mm. every day. Yeah. We can work this out. It's yeah. going to take some time yeah. and, and it's going to be frustrating. Everyone's angry at each other. And it's but, going to be painful. Yeah. But at some point, there will be peace on the mm. other side. Mm. So we need to uh, certainly... Uh, get in touch with those men that are feeling isolated in that situation. Uh, Emily joins us from Palmwoods. Uh, wh- how do we stop domestic violence, Emily? Look, I don't have the whole answers, but I think we need to start from a very young age in re-educating about violence. I work at a high school and I've seen the effects of it, um, of violence, but also um, just anger in general. So when we're young, sometimes if someone's giving us a hard time, our parents might say, I give you permission to punch them out or something like that. So they might not have violence at home, but then they go through that whole life of saying, oh, well, if someone's annoying me, it's okay to hit them or it's okay to... to give back to them. And, and that's how we were raised. We were told, yeah. exactly. oh, well, if you're, you know, you, you've got to, you go in there and you punch him, you know, and yeah. that's, exactly. yeah. we, and that's not the right way to raise no. kids, No, and like just recently I've got to work with some people and um, uh, the new boyfriend was really upset that the old boyfriend got off on um, his DVO charge and so he started punching up a wall. What's that teaching that person, yeah. that victim? Yeah. You can't solve violence with violence. And if we're, encouraging people to hit someone or speak badly about someone because they've hurt their feelings, we're not changing their mindset. Yeah. Tony joins us from Wastebusters. What's your thoughts? I don't think I can add anything to that. It all comes down to respect and parents teaching their kids it's not all right to hit girls. Well, it's not all right, to, it's not all right to hit anyone. That's, that's, that's important. Right. It's not, it's not, boy, boys can't not, punch on either. It's, it's, it's no, important to remember right. that, that all violence is bad news. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't think that we're going to get it through because parents don't spend time with their children anymore. They're either at work or, you know, doing other activities that maybe they shouldn't be doing, but they're not concentrating on raising their children to be good citizens any longer. They just 
let it all just happen. I look, that's a, that's a fair point, Tony, but I'm just not sure if your modern day lifestyle's the problem. This problem's been around for a very long time. We'll go to market sippy downs now. What did you want to say, mate? How do we how do we stop domestic violence? One, I wish people stopped talking about because it, it makes you really sick and angry. Yeah. Because every time you look on Facebook or something, or you put the news on, they're always talking about this bloke. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so, not really about him. It's like yeah. you feel sorry for the children and his wife. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it just it just makes you angry every time someone says, "Oh, this, this," and thinking, mate. He's done the wrong thing. He shouldn't have done that to the children. He should have just done himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And another thing, Caroline, you shouldn't be talking like that in your thing. Why not? Because you make a grown man shed a tear. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> no, it makes you, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, but no, you know, like talk. I said, I said it's, Mark, it's so, it hurts so much to talk this through, but we've got to. Yeah. This is, yeah, we've I, got to. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. all social media does it all as well, like. When we were growing up, we didn't have all this. No. And look, Mark, the problem has always been there, though. You know, we can sort of talk about your modern day child rearing and all that sort of stuff. But this problem's been around as long as, uh, you know, man could clench a fist. And, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. And, and and so there are new influences on these behaviours, but at the same time, this is a core fundamental problem that's been going on for more than 100 years. So yeah. I, I don't know if we can blame modern-day lifestyle on it, but I do appreciate your point, mate, and it is talk, painful to talk about uh, looking for some answers this morning. Uh, Kelly has joined us. Uh, Kelly, uh, have, you, have you got some idea of how to stop these things from happening? Well, I'd, I wish I had a solution because my best friend actually is in a situation where she won't actually leave her partner because she's scared something might happen. Oh, God. Mm. That's, uh, that is part oh, of Kelly. the abuse, isn't it? That they make yeah. them feel like they're omnipotent. Like, they, you can't get away from me. I'll get you wherever you are. And that's just terrifying. Is she it? local, Kelly? She's in Brisbane. Yeah. And, you know, have you tried to help in any way? Have you have you suggested something to her? Oh, yeah. His biggest problem is drinking. She's tried to talk to him. He's apparently supposed to be going to AA, but he's not supposed to be taking tablets that make him not want to drink alcohol. And we don't know if he is or not because she's still coming home and finding him passed out. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. And, and uh, has so she got a safe place to go to? She said it was his last chance, but after what happened in Brisbane, she's scared to kick him out or to leave in case he does turn around and does something horrible because they've got two kids. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, running on your own is difficult. Running with kids is almost impossible. And so she's she's got nowhere to go, Kelly. Is there somewhere in Brisbane she she can flee to? Well, she could kick him out of the house, but Mm. then what's to stop him from coming back or doing something violent or doing something crazy like that guy in Brisbane? Yeah. So, and when you don't know what someone's capable of until they Mm. do it. It's too late. Where are the resources to try and get her away or make sure that she's safe if he does have a really adverse emotional reaction? Kelly, that is a horrible mm. position to be in. Mm. And there's there's Kelly standing on the sidelines. Not knowing how to help. Not knowing how to help. You know, she could get a phone call in a couple of weeks. Mm. Something horrific happened. Mm. I mean, you know, these are the situations that a lot of people find themselves in. They know that's going on, but what do you do without provoking the situation and ultimately making it worse and even more tragic. Yep. It's a very difficult place to be, and we are looking for answers this morning. You can email us. You can get on Facebook. Let us know. 
I've got a couple of really nice emails here. Uh, One of them is from a woman. I won't say her name. She said, thanks for talking about domestic violence. It really needs to be put out there. It is never too late to leave. My mum left after 50 years of rubbish, and she is so happy now. She said, don't be ashamed of your past decisions. Leave them in the past, along with that goose that's been hurting you. You don't need him. Wow. How about that? that? 50 years. That is so powerful. 50 years. Now, Dan joins us from Karoi. What do you have to say, Dan? Yeah, look, I, I think we've got to do more, not only as a society. Um, what this bloke did is just horrible. You know what I mean? Those kids, that's just disgusting. Um, I don't you know, wish that upon anyone and those poor little souls and that lovely lady. What happened to them is disgusting. But we need to do more as a society and government needs to do more. Okay, you said about fuel on the fire there. <coughs> I had a simple thing just recently, actually, and I'm still going through it. I was trying to call child support about paying half of um, my son's braces. Yeah. After six phone calls, and you know you're on hold for at least an you know at least an hour before you get get to talk to someone for child support. After six phone calls, I still couldn't get anyone to give me some answers. And I said, look, I just want to be able to send an email. Well, you can't send an email. What do you mean you can't send an email? It's 2020, you know. And it took me to talk to a, a supervisor who said she was going to respond to me. Three weeks later, she didn't respond to me. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, just simple yeah, about yeah, yeah. me paying yeah. half the, the dental costs for the for the braces right. and my ex-wife paying it. Yeah. You know, so all that frustration builds up. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we don't do enough to, to help dads and help mums that that are in the situation where the, the kids are living with the other the other child. So Mate, I, and the other thing, right? The other thing, okay. So I engaged Relationships Australia. So I've got two options: I either go through a Relationships Australia mediation telephone dispute resolution service, or I go to court. Yeah. I've got a 14-year-old. I don't want to go to court with a 14-year-old. No. If I had my way again, I would have done it eight years ago when me and my ex-wife split up. Okay, But I initiated the Telephone Dispute Resolution Service through Relationships Australia, which everyone is available to, Okay, in late September. My mediation is in June. Oh, my God. That's nine months. My yeah. God. Okay, so so nine months, of all this stuff builds up for these yeah. psychos that do what they did you know, at Camp yeah. Hill the other day. So, yes. so a normal yes. human can deal with it, even though it's frustrating, but someone who's got violence tendencies of violent tendencies of course they doesn't start nine build. months of, of going through oh you know I, I want my ex back and she doesn't want me back and yeah. you know yeah. the kids i don't get to see my kids and all this sort of stuff in nine months yeah. do you know what i mean and all those psychos exactly like you said mark that fuels everything do you yeah. know what i mean yeah that's and nine months to get some help and support from the government because you don't want to you know go through the court system because maybe there's all sorts of reasons for that you know what I mean? I, I do, Dan, and, and I think they're really important to make mm. important points to make that you know if someone isn't well mentally, mm. going through a divorce, provoking them isn't helping. Provoking them by taking mm. the process longer, and that's up to government funding. Adding fuel to the fire, and yep. we all know legal services uh, as an umbrella doesn't have enough money. Now, Wendy has joined us. What's your uh, what's your suggestion, Wendy? I think it's about time if whether it's a man or a woman convicted of breaching their DVO, that they have to put on an electric bracelet and they have to go and have counselling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. 21st century. That's right. Let's, this guy let's, should let's not have been a, close to his family. Yeah. He ambushed them in the street. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's get a, an area of the police department that actually monitors not only DVO, but there's other areas where people wear bracelets Let's do it seriously because it's not working the way it is. You know, we've got the technology. Let's use it. Yeah, look, I, I, I dare say that he 
was already under an AVO, yeah, was. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, so, and so he ambushed the car. That, yeah. That's the thing. And I, I think Wendy's got a point. I don't know how practical that is. You know, like, can we monitor people 24-7? I don't know if we can. Yeah. But, um, but DVOs at the moment are just a piece of paper, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. And um, look, they help because they trip these people up in the system. Mm. They break mm. the DVO mm. and the police manage to mm. catch them before they do anything horrible. Then, yes, they're effective. But... Yeah. In this case, I don't know was, what was going to stop him. I yeah. just don't know. Uh, now, Lavinia has joined us. Sarah, you want to share your story, Lavinia? What happened to you? Okay, well, all I can say is for myself that went through nine, um, three years ago and I was on Channel 9 News, yeah. um, uh, that was due to severe domestic violence. I ended up in having a premature baby in oh. Royal Brisbane and yeah. came home that day to a machete under my pillow. Oh my so gosh. He gosh. even hid that from the police that removed yep. him from the property before I got home. So um, how, how did you get out, Lavinia? I didn't I didn't until they removed him that day. Um the day before I came home from hospital. Um he came up to the hospital to see his, his daughter and he just uh, whistled at her like a dog and I said, Get out and I said you know, it was over. I could see then this was, it was clearly, it had gone too far. And until someone is in that situation and is living proof of what you feel, those emotions that you feel are so real and raw, um, it, it's so very hard to escape it. it. You feel trapped. That's all I can say is you feel utterly trapped. And um, What could have helped you, do you think? Oh, definitely. I tried Lifeline so many times and I just found them, honestly, useless um the thing that i feel as though there's not out there there needs to be just a number you can call straight away to know you can run that day when you because there were just little um you know seconds there were just minutes of times when i could have escaped with the kids yeah and i had a bag that was always semi-packed that was just i knew that there were things that were so valuable to my heart that I could never live without. And that was a couple of photos and, you know, something that I had from my grandma. And it was always in a bag away hidden that he never, ever found. And I can say to any woman out there, always have some kind of suitcase that's got a few valuable things that you can't live without and just get your kids out. Because all, I always thought, oh, I can't go because, you know what, he's just going to take over the house. I'm going to lose everything. Just get out because it, nothing, nothing. That could have been me. And that car, that incident that happened with that family, that has affected me more than I thought. Like I've been crying, crying, crying because it could have been me and the kids. Yeah, just so tough. Jeez, oh, I tell you what, Lavinia, lucky to get out of that situation and her advice, be packed, ready mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. You might have to do the bolt. And interesting, she's spoken about, some sort of hotline that you could call. Mm. I don't know how that works, um, but maybe that is it. Maybe maybe there's some sort of service that we could set up where people literally make a call it's and can whoosh, flee immediately. They're they're out mm. of the house within mm. you know 20 mm. minutes. Yeah. Um, because I I just can't see how else we're going to get out of this. Brooke has joined us from Brooke Morgan here. What have you got to say, Brooke? I agree with what you and Caroline just said, actually. Like, um, there's not a, a solution. We have individual cases and it's easy to, to say it's this and it's that and it's everything else. And with what our individual situation and, and what I've witnessed is, some people are just not well. 
And in that scenario that happens to that family is the worst case scenario. And someone who strangles or someone who goes that far, they're not well. So where's that person's family and why haven't they been getting help? Because the victim can't prevent that. DVOs can't prevent it. But our law, they're doing the best they can do with what they've got. So we can't blame them either. Who's watching him? Who's telling him you're sick? So our criminal lawyers, they're doing all they can do and so is the police. Parents, look at your son. How are you raising him? Yeah, and if man. he's not well, if he's hurting animals when he's little, if he's hurting kids at school, if he's giving you a bad attitude and he's going to tell you he's going to kill you, get him help.